Join host Michael G. Cartwright for searching conversations with UND faculty and staff about our common future. On June 19, 1865, word reached the community in Texas that they were free. The following year, these former slaves gathered at the AME Church in Galveston to celebrate the good news of freedom. That occasion became known as Juneteenth. This past June 19th, the president, cabinet, and provost council challenged the campus to live into a new sense of responsibility. Our campus will continue to explore all that this might yet mean, but already we know that it entails being honest with ourselves. On June 19, 2021, the University of Indianapolis will celebrate Juneteenth. In the meantime, each month, our colleague Michael will talk with members of the UND community. Join us, Juneteenth Conversations. We look forward to sharing with you there. Hello, I'm Michael Cartwright, Vice President of University Mission at the University of Indianapolis and host of the Juneteenth Conversations podcast. Today, I'm pleased to be talking with Ms. Yolanda Bean, Associate Director in the Office of Equity and Inclusion, and Mr. Tylen Johnson, a member of the class of 2022 at the University of Indianapolis, who is pursuing a major in social work. Earlier this month, the three of us celebrated student accomplishments at the third annual Lavender graduation event. Yolanda and uh, Thailand were here to are here to talk about the importance of this event as a celebration of LGBTQIA students, but also the power of spoken word poetry to express the African-American dream of emancipation from mental slavery. This theme of liberation for literacy, for life, and for human flourishing has deep roots in our university's heritage of liberal education. And we've been blessed with quite a few alumni over the years who have given voice to this theme, both as a testimony about their own life journeys and an aspiration for all citizens, indeed for all people. On other occasions, I've spoken about the power of the examples of the life and work of Florabelle Williams Wilson, who was the first African-American to have faculty status. She served as librarian at the university from 1957 to 1985. Florabelle Williams Wilson also displayed one of the aspects of our university's identity that I fear we still fail to fully appreciate, and that is the power of student initiative. Which brings me to the reason I have the pleasure of talking with today's guest. Tylen, I'm eager to hear your spoken word poetry again, but before we do that, Let's take a few minutes to set the stage by explaining the significance of the occasion on this episode of Juneteenth Conversations. Jolanda, please explain what Lavender Graduation is and the role played by students in getting us to this point. And while you're at it, I invite you to talk about your own work and role in the Office of Equity and Inclusion. The Lavender Graduation is a graduation for our LGBTQIA community. It's an opportunity to come together to celebrate their accomplishments. This graduation actually started in 1995 at the University of Michigan, when a faculty member was not allowed to attend her child's graduation due to her sexual orientation. She felt, remembered how that felt and work with her colleagues to start the Lavender graduation. 
This is celebrated over 200 universities and colleges across the US. At UND, Dr. Alex Camry, Associate Professor for School of Nursing and Jeffrey Barnes, Director of Event Services, spoke with the Office of Inclusion and Equity and with President Manuel three years ago to advocate for the Lavender graduation. We had that in person and we had eight students. And last year in 2020, we moved our graduation online um, due to the COVID vaccine. And with our office, with Angie Presnell, Dr. Amber Smith and Taylor Underwood, we had 15 students who participated. And due to the continuation of COVID in 2021, um, we continue to have our graduation on Zoom with around 15 graduates too. It was, uh, this was my first time attending the Lavender graduation and it was a exciting experience. We had a DJ, um, Thailand did his amazing poems that you're going to hear shortly. Ginny Williams, who is the executive director of Trinity Haven and a UND alum, um, was the keynote speaker. Dr. Ron Manuel was there. It was just a joyful and exciting celebration for our students. My job in the Office of Equity and Inclusion is to strategically make sure that we work with every aspect of the university to make sure we have inclusion and equity for all. So I particularly work with mentorship programs where we are implementing mentorship programs for our incoming freshman students starting this fall. We're also um, doing events like Juneteenth Day, um, sessions throughout the year like hashtag belong space, um, more educational programs, and then programs that we work with faculty and staff to make sure that uh, inclusion and equity is practiced and to the classroom setting, but also into each department too. Thanks, Jelena. Speaking of student initiative, I think we would both agree that Thailand's spoken word poetry has been a powerful as well as eloquent expression of our university's emerging tradition of inclusive kindness. Thailand, please share with us the text that you offered at last year's event. So this spoken word is just titled For Lavender Graduation. This case study of staying alive is a lot like the art of performing in drag. The way you have weathered your storms to stand in this spotlight tonight. The world we live in teaches us to carry silence on our tongues to survive each day. To forget about the way our hearts move so that they can keep beating. And yet, here you are, still breathing and hopefully feeling bright and happy and joyous. The performance you have put on to get here deserves applause. And even if no one else has brought their hands together for you, clap for yourself. You have put on a show-stopping performance. You have laid everything you could out on your unique stage. You've awakened each day and given the world a face for the gods, painted or not. You've learned the lyrics, rhythms, and steps necessary to work the rooms you're in, to occupy every space with that pride of your unforgettable making. You might have given your audience reveals, 
and whether or not they came out like you intended, whether if you felt that those outfits looked better in the closet or not, those brave moves are still worth celebrating. You may have changed, be it in name, body, or spirit, but one thing can never change. The fact that you are worthy of the good in your life, the tenderness you hold as dearly as treasure inside you, the comfort in looking in your mirror and seeing your truth, the self-love you have found in the fluidity of life's stream, and the success you cultivate in a world fashioned against you. And now, you have just performed one of your most ultimate stunts, one for the history books, for your education, for your career, for your family, blood and chosen, and most importantly, for you. The transitions you have dealt with may have been difficult. They may continue to be that way, and that is okay. As long as your journey finds you safety, comfort, and joy, this transition may be the end of one path for you and the beginning of another. And I know you probably have a lot to do still with plenty on your plate to keep you busy. But for today, let us celebrate and be quite cheery. Make a toast to the crown you wear, whatever form it may take. Laugh as you breathe in a moment of liberation. Cheer the same way that the people that matter would for your show, even if it's just you. March to the beat of your own drum and take pride in all that you have accomplished up to this very second. And look toward the future, toward your mirror with a smile. It is yours to claim. Thank you. Kylan, one of the things that struck me about the poem when I first heard you perform it last year is the pride with which you address the graduates. It was, as I indicated, an expression of what our colleague Amber Smith calls inclusive kindness. Jolanda, you have worked at UND for 15 years, long enough to form your own judgments about the journey toward equity and inclusion here at UND. Before Tylan performs graduation 2.0, zero spoken word poem. I want to ask you to share your perspective as someone who has helped to recruit students like Thailand since 2005. What does Thailand's work signify for UND students past and present, do you think? You know, Thailand is an amazing student. And when I think about other students and when I think about Thailand, I just remember Thailand sitting, studying every day by the Office of Financial Aid in Esh Hall and not knowing how multi-talented this young man was when he came in and watching him now perform this amazing poem, looking at his leadership and honors college, Paul Washington Lacey Institute, social work, uh, equity and inclusion, there's so many things. Thailand represents um, that University of Indianapolis student. What has changed is 
we have a lot more students, um, primarily maybe the LGBTQ community who might not have come to the University of Indianapolis like in 2005, who knew who they were and hopefully do programs like Pride and other avenues really have the opportunity to find their authentic self. Um, through time, our students, I feel like, are coming in a little bit more comfortable and are finding themselves once again um, at the University of Indianapolis and into clubs and finding students who are like them. It's interesting, um, in, 2000, oh, in 2020, actually, students are way more comfortable in telling us who they are, what they're doing, where they're going. And our job is to continue to make sure that they are, the, they are their authentic selves and to continue to watch them grow and to shine just like Tylen. Thanks, Jolanda. Tylen, would you please do us the honor of sharing your spoken word poem from the 2021 Lavender graduation? Of course. This piece is titled, A Lavender Word. Lavandula is a flowering plant known for its soft color. Lavender, which is also its namesake. And did you know, lavender is strewn about three continents. It is a plant known for surviving shifting environments and for healing the spirit, which sounds so much like the souls I see before me. You who exhibit so much of what it means to fight and live. You whose very breath means that the world knows a little more color. And you, who dares to know softness as a therapeutic magic, the essence of your spirit is so filled with color by your journey thus far, and the path you craft after tonight will make it so much more vibrant and soulful and alive. But as all of you gather in this very moment, in honor of the steps each of you took to arrive at this glow of yours. I see the world fill itself with lavender, with your energies, which persist against trying times, which makes space for the tenderness to thrive and hold such power. You, you are a product of the dreams of the folks that came before us of Marsha P. Johnson's might when she threw that first brick, of Crystal LaBeige's dauntlessness in creating homes and ballrooms, of Alan Hart's ingenuity as a pioneer in health in so many ways, of James Baldwin's stories when he made a nation remember its history. And when our communities speak of pride, know that you are the very pride we speak of. Your very presence made this world more dazzling as soon as you first drew breath. And here you are, making the world so much more incandescent by your success. Each day, may you awake and think of yourself as lavender, as art in nature, a part of a living history the touch of color we always needed. You carry a spirit that has been graced by our predecessors, turning queerness and transness 
this sacred part of the heart into long study nights, life-changing experiences, the work you did to survive and heal. You are an accomplishment, a pride that ought to be reclaimed. You are a seed once upon a time. And now you are a flower that makes a child smile at the wonders of the world. And now I need you to celebrate all of your being and all of your efforts. Dance, laugh, applaud, embrace, cry, do any and everything in honor of yourself. Your story is far from over. I cannot wait to see how you will continue to bloom. For I am grateful for the color and fragrance and life you were filled with. I hope that you hold on to those authentic things about you, which have all made this world just a little more magical, just as lavender does with the force that liberates the heart. I don't know how many ways I can say this, but I want these words to rest with your spirit. I am proud of you. I love you. And I will forever cherish and remember your magic. Thank you. Thank you, Thailand, for that amazing expression of creativity. You uh, painted a canvas with beautiful images and you displayed um, a great sense of affection and uh, respect for your uh, fellow students who are graduates. As you know, I, I greatly admired the creative word you brought last year. Uh, I did not envy Professor Jen Camden, the MC for the 2021 edition of uh, Lavender Graduation, who had the task of speaking after you finished performing this second piece. One of the things that she said as a self-described lover of poetry and professor of literature was that you are UND's Amanda Gorman. And I wondered how you might feel about that comparison with the 2017 Young Poet Laureate of the United States, who spoke at Joe Biden's inauguration as the 46th president of the United States on January 20th, 2021. As I think you know, Ms. Gorman has been fairly open about the fact that she has grown up dreaming that someday she will be president. But she performed her own spoken word poem with a sense of relish and great pride in herself and the capacity that she and others can be the hope to realize the promise of freedom in America. But I wouldn't be surprised to learn that you have your own set of heroes who have inspired your life and work. For example, I noticed that you referred to James Baldwin as a storyteller who made a nation remember its history. As it happens, Baldwin is one of my own heroes. Indeed, I had the privilege once upon a time of teaching a course on his novels and essays. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about James Baldwin and Amanda Gorman. Yeah, so it's honestly an honor to be compared to somebody who has like a cadence like Amanda Gorman's. Um, after hearing her presidential inauguration speech, 
I ended up going on YouTube and like starting to look for like a little bit more of her spoken words. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like I vibe, like I vibe a lot with her, how she phrases her words and the cadence that she draws from. And then for me, I kind of feel like a lot of my work is inspired particularly by the black and queer writers that came before me. So like James Baldwin, Lorraine Hansberry, and a bunch of others. Um, and I think part of that influence comes from reading some of their work. And then other parts of it come from like just hearing how other people are inspired by their work. So like, I know for me, because I come from kind of like a spoken word YouTube tradition, so to speak, a lot of my learning with poetry came from people like Danielle Smith, Crystal Valentine, Javon Johnson. And for me, it was like how they took stories from the likes of James Baldwin, of Maya Angelou and took their words and they didn't regurgitate them, but they just kind of learned from them and then told their stories. And then for me, I'm a child of stories. And so somewhere along the way, finding those that spoken word poetry, and especially once Miss Rona goes away, um, going back to open mics in the city, experiencing other people's storytelling is just a vital part of how I was able to develop not only as a writer, but as somebody who wants to work in community. I kind of, I feel like I was kind of the same as Amanda Gorman with regards to like, when I was little, I wanted to be like president. Then it became like the biggest businessman, then lawyer. And I was like all these different things that for me always centered around wanting to help and support people. And so I feel like I'm kind of following that similar trajectory just in my own way of like poetry is empowerment, engaging in community work as a social work student. And, finding my way through that. Thank you. Um, as we've mentioned, you are a social work major with a minor in Spanish who um, you've identified yourself as a full-time student and a part-time writer. I know that you've already made several very significant contributions during your first three years at UND as an interfaith scholar in the Office of Ecumenical and Interfaith Programs, as a Dean Scholar and a diversity, equity, inclusion student fellow in the Strain Honors College and a student leader in the Inclusive Leadership Institute. I also know that Jolanda and I are not the only ones who are eager to hear your offering at next year's graduation. Uh, could there be a Lavender Graduation 3.0? So please share with us some more of your hopes and dreams, Talon. Um, so like I talked about a little bit, I kind of, I really want to work in community and to empower people to access the resources and opportunities that they deserve. Um, for me, especially like I'm getting older and like I'm thinking more about the way I developed through like middle and high school. I know a lot of people in, had invested in me in terms of like, hey, you can do this or you've got magic or sending me like a scholarship opportunity or applying for scholarships for me type things. And a lot of that was especially like black women around me. So it was like my mom, grandmother, teachers, just, I have this tradition of community that I come from that I want and need to pour, I want and need to pour back into. And so for me, I want whatever I do with my work to be 
continuing that tradition where people pour into me, so now I pour into other people, whether it's indirect hyping people up or if it's like a more indirect of creating a resource for people to draw from. And I don't know what that path will look like for me quite yet. So I just know that at the end of the day, I want whatever I do to matter for other people and for it to actually do something meaningful for them. Um, I really want, and I'm thinking about this, especially with my poetry, I want to help create magical moments that I experienced on my journey for other people. Where like I went to um, this one conference, for example, Mumble Tech, I think it was my freshman year. And I got to go to this one space that was specifically for black, queer and trans students. And it was like, for me, like I had known a couple of black queer students around me, but like that was the first time I had been like in a space where I was like, there's so many black queer people. And it was like, they were all really talking about like all these things that like I understand or like I don't give, but like, I was like, oh my goodness. And it was like that kind of like light bulb moment. And it was like, I want my work, whether it's through writing or through community service type work, I want to do that to create those magical moments and to make spaces for people to be able to tell their stories, whether if it's stories of survival or stories of joy, and for people to like understand and fight for the better that they deserve. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tyland, for sharing your poetry with us as well as your aspirations. I'm very glad that you will be with us for yet another year at UND so that the university can reap the rich harvest of your life and work as it continues to unfold. I wanna to thank today's guest for joining me in a conversation about UND's 2021 celebration of Lavender graduation and the spoken word poetry of Tylen Johnson class of 2022. Next month, I will be hosting a pair of conversations about Jim Crow, old and new especially with respect to our university's history and the role of redlining and shaping the segregation of neighborhoods in Marion County in general and the south side of Indianapolis in particular. I hope you will listen and I encourage you to be like UND students, take the initiative and create your own opportunities for celebrating freedom as together we celebrate the end of slavery, new possibilities for inclusive relationships and the growth of the beloved community here at UND and beyond, because that's what the Juneteenth imagination is all about. And speaking of Juneteenth, Jolanda, would you please remind our listeners about the plans you and your colleagues are making for this year's celebration? Thank you. Yes, we will be celebrating our first annual Juneteenth celebration on June 17th, 2021 from four o'clock p.m. to eight o'clock p.m. at Switzer Park on the University of Indianapolis campus. We are calling it a family affair. So we are going to have food, <laughs> games, um, a DJ, Dr. Elise Fulbright will be there, artists like Tywin Jacks, Johnson, music, dancing, a three and three basketball, fun in the sun. So please check us out at umd.edu and we hope to see you there. Thank you. It's a great place to end this episode of Juneteenth Conversations. 
We hope to see you on June 17th. Goodbye. <laughs>